So no matter what level of business he's in, he still needs what you have to offer. So I think it's just kind of thinking about um, outlining the benefits of that idea, um, whether it be the opportunity to have access to an audience of hot leads that are definitely going to buy. So even if it's 100 people, those are 100 people that are going to buy opposed to 10,000 where only 10 might buy. You're about to listen to the best of TSP. This is a collection of content from workshops and conferences that we've done over the years because we want to help you grow and expand your business. So do me a favor, lean in, pay attention, and listen now. All right, so let's talk about how to choose the right JV partner. So I know a lot of us are thinking, okay, I know I need to partner. Now, where do I find these people? Okay, and how do I know I'm choosing the right partner? So you want to consider what you're trying to achieve. What is the goal? Then think about where you're starting from. What phase are you in in your business? What do you bring to the table? So we talked about what do you have to offer? And then last but not least, how your partner fills the gap in the project. Okay. All right. All right, so where do you find the right partner? Look around the room. Your partner could be right here. They could be present at TSP Live this weekend. Here are some other options, your current network. So I think starting with the TSP family is a great place. We have close to 8,000 members in the TSP group. Um, so I feel like really everything you could possibly need is not here. It's here. If it's not here, then somebody can recommend you to somebody and get you to that place. So definitely think about your current network. Who do you have already in your space? events like TSP Live where you have the opportunity to network. Okay, so we had some great um, exercises this morning where we talked about kind of what our needs were, what our challenges were, and I feel like that's a great opportunity for, you know, if you were listening to see, okay, well, I need to connect with this person. I can possibly offer some resources and see how we can build a joint venture partner partnership. Next is researching online. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a second, and also social media networks. So I think it's great that we had Afia Addison from LinkedIn, because she basically kind of talked about how you can connect with people on LinkedIn and literally start the conversation of building a joint venture partnership from there. So three out of the four examples here you've, you currently have access to. All right, so if you're researching online, I think a simple thing that you could do is do a Google search of keywords and influencers in your industry. Once you find uh, that person, their contact information, we'll kind of talk about the steps that you can take to reach out, but that's a simple way if you feel like you don't know enough people in your network, um, you might be shy or introverted or what have you, but you can definitely search online. 
Next, I would definitely recommend to use social networks to connect with potential partners. So if you have a, if there's a popular hashtag that you follow or that you use in your industry, you can uh, look at the top influencers in that hashtag and reach out to them. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, and then I know some of us are thinking, okay, once I get my list of the person that, or the people that I wanna reach out to, then how do I now pitch to them? So here are some simple steps on how you can do that. We talked about research. Next is outline the mutual benefits. So we talked a little bit about that with the questions. And then of course you have to reach out via phone or email. You have to make that connection. Talk to them about the JV partnership. It might not be written in stone. You kind of want to negotiate the terms and what you're thinking. Um, so an example is if, if you are, let's see, if you are a clothing, um, if you're a clothing boutique and you want to connect with an influencer, you can say, hey, I love what you're doing online. I noticed that you know, uh, you're passionate about this, and that's exactly what I'm interested in. These are some things that I was thinking um, that we could definitely build a mutually beneficial relationship. What do you think about that? And they might come back with some other things, some other ideas. So I would definitely say when you approach someone about a JV partnership, nothing's kind of written in stone yet. Be willing to negotiate and kind of go back and forth to reach kind of the final decision or agreement that you want to make. Next, you want to outline an agreement. So very important that you understand your terms, that you know who's doing what, that you talk about the finances involved, what happens when things don't go right. And if you need help with that, you can definitely get some legal help. It doesn't have to be necessarily extensive, which is something that you definitely want to think about. All right, right over here to your left. He can help you. All right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to do this in a form of a question, but I'm going to answer what you mm -hmm. said to do. So in addition to working with my awesome husband on House Flipping Guide, I'm a leadership strategist, just, yeah, leadership strategist and educator, and I was actually just talking to Freddie about a potential opportunity to do some more education-based work. Awesome. However, I'm wondering, and perhaps we're going to talk about that more, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm bringing an idea to the table with someone who I know has more assets then what I may be able to offer, my idea is rich and wonderful, but you know they have a tangible asset. How do you talk about and position that as uh, something that's equitable and something that they would want to invest in as well? How do you show them the value of what it is when they probably are, will take on more of the, the immediate risk? Yeah, I think something to think about, that's a really great question, um, and that kind of goes back to a lot of times entrepreneur, entrepreneurs think that they don't have enough to bring to the table. And one thing to think about is even though Freddie might have a larger audience or he might have more finances, he still needs your audience. He still needs your content and he still needs your expertise to grow. So no matter what level of business he's in, he still needs what you have to offer. So I think it's just kind of thinking about um, outlining the benefits of that idea, um, whether it be the opportunity to have access to an audience of hot leads that are definitely going to buy. So even if it's 100 people, those are 100 people that are going to buy opposed to 10,000 where only 10 might buy, right? And so I think it's, it's about positioning it in a way where it'll definitely be beneficial to him no matter what size of your business. Does that make sense?
hope you enjoyed today's show. We drop new episodes every single week. So make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. Enjoy the next episode.